You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. Invariably, we'll be in a lesson. And we see this all the time in in in-person lessons because we kind of get the the communication rolling while they're warming up. And, you know, the golfer's hitting and we got the launch monitor there and we're kind of seeing where the ball goes as they're warming up. And, you know, so, you know, one of the questions we always like to ask is, you know, what's your miss? What's your shot shape? What shot shape do you like to play when you're playing well? And, you know, not every time, maybe 20%, 30% of the time we'll have the guy will say, um, when I'm playing well, I can work it both ways. And the shot shape I want is to be able to work it both ways. My course has tree line, it has dog legs left and right. I need to be able to work it both ways off the tee and into the green. Yeah. And kind of smiling and you're thinking, all right, so there's a concept problem. There's a, a big concept problem with that. Mm-hmm. There's a big reality problem with that. First, if you look at the best players in the world, the whole 250 of them or however many of them playing tour events every year on the PGA Tour. I've heard Scott say there's maybe 10 guys who are confident enough under the gun to do that. Yeah. It's not – Maybe. Yeah, it's not reality out there. They're picking one, especially off the tee. They're yes. just picking a shot shape and, and hitting it over and over and over because they, they want to be – they want to have a reliable tee shot that they can do blindfolded. When it's under the gun. Exactly. Tons of pressure. They know they got to hit the shot. They can just kind of not think and hit it. So everybody has a double cross, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're a, if you're a drawer, you you play these little high type draws, Mm -hmm. your, your double crosses, the ball goes right. Mm -hmm. If you try to do both of those shots, fade and draw it. Now you have two double crosses. Yeah. A hundred percent right. And, you know, the, the kind of the tie into all this is when we get guys in lessons that let, let's say someone comes in and tell us they want, they want to draw the ball off the tee. Mm-hmm. You know, I hit a draw off the tee, um, but it's just not that solid, this and that. And then we'll start seeing, okay, well, we get them in the gear suit and the pivot looks like someone that would be fading the ball just from the body alignments, basically at the top of the swing, right? right. Kind of where their body's situated. So, when that guy comes in, we have a discussion. Say, listen, you're telling me you want to hit a draw, but you're you're the way you're moving your body, you're having to manufacture almost like this pull draw, which is what we see a lot, yeah. right? And and it's gonna cause you lots of miss hits, lots of double crosses, and you're gonna struggle if you keep this up. Yeah, it's um, your pivot, and there there are pivots that are biased to either fades and draws. Yeah. Your pivot has to match, or you're going to just bang your head against the wall, it has to match the shot you're trying to hit. Mm-hmm. And we rarely see golfers who do that. You know, like in the, in the case you just mentioned, the guy wants to to hit draws and he's got 
you know, kind of a fade bias or slice bias pivots, pivot, and he's hitting pulls, and he's complaining about pulls when the pull is the only way he can make a ball go left. He's just catching a square face, and then it's a dead pull or a closed face, and it's a pull hook. So taking that golfer, and this happens, that golfer will want to work it both ways. Yeah. You know, or be able to hit both ways. You're like, okay, how much time do you have practice? Well, I can get to the range once a week. I like to play on the weekend. You're going to work it both ways. About an eight handicap. You know, and you're like, okay, there's 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 five guys on tour right now in the last tournament that could do that. Yeah. They hit balls all day. It's their job to hit balls all day. And they're super-duper talented. They're super-duper yeah. talented. They've yeah. been doing this since they could walk. Yeah. The swings that we see that come in that tell us they want to work it both ways, that's where you start to chuckle a little bit. No, I get it. I love being able to do both. I don't often do both when I want to. No. <laughs> and that's the problem. But I get the mentality of that because, you know, when you watch TV, you're seeing the, the handful of guys play the best that particular week, and you see them hit different shots. Like All those tour guys can hit draws and fits. Yeah. But it's what they do that you aren't seeing on camera on every tee shot, every approach shot. Is there a fader and the pin's on the left? They're kind of putting it in the middle of the green and putting it. When the pin's on the right, their eyes light up and they try to knock it in there close. It's, it's just not that easy or that realistic to think I can do both with my eight handicap swing. Yeah. It's funny, you know, just thinking about my experiences. You know, I spent eight years pretty much every day when he was home around David Toms. I mean, and that just pick his brain as much as I possibly could. And still to this day, you know, probably over over the time period I was there, I, I have never seen a more consistent ball striker in my life. When we shot that series with him, what was it, three and a half, four mm-hmm. hours? And wherever he said he was trying to hit the ball is where it went? It's a complete joke. And, you know, I'd say, David, you know, what's the deal? You know, what, what are you trying to do on a golf course you're working about? He's like, eh, not hardly ever. Unless I got a short iron, I'll play it back in my stance and kind of – draw one back to a left pin but most of the time he said i just take my lumps and hit the fade mm-hmm. and um and it, i mean the guy won 14 times not really trying to work the ball all over the course yeah it's uh and we do playing lessons and the amount of people from you know we'll say scratch golfers on up who from 172 where, where are you aiming this well the pin's right over there i'm aiming right there at the pin well Pins on the left, you're you hit draws. Why are you aiming right at the pin? Yeah, it's water's left of that pin. You know, it's just I think in the day and age of you know GPSs, like the number is to the flagstick and range finders. It's like it just trains you every time you pull that range finder up to your eye. That's my target, and that's where I aim. And then are literally amazed when it doesn't go with the flag. No, it's uh, (laughs) it's so true. And then. On this kind of same note, just kind of like picking one shot shape. You know, if you go to the range that day and you're warming up and you're fading the ball, if you got a match that day, go out and fade the ball around the course. Maybe at that point too late to try to get back to your tight little draw. So, I mean, sometimes you just got to run with what you have that particular day when it comes to shot shape. I learned that lesson. It was such a painful lesson to learn. Early when in my tournament, when I started playing tournaments, it's like, well, it's draw, 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 and you go to the course that day and you slept wrong or whatever reason the ball's fading. <laughs> I've done it a million so times. So you show up an hour before your your tee time, 
before the tournament starts. And all right, 10 minutes into this warm up, I'm thinking now I've got to give myself a lesson. It's brutal. Right? I've got to start making myself try to draw the ball. And then you, you fight your swing the whole way. You're not warming up anymore. You're doing a lesson. It's brutal. And then you're walking to the first tee going, okay, I know I play a draw in this hole. I did the practice round, but I'm hitting only fades and I'm fighting it. What am I doing? I would always try to hit that draw and fade. Eventually, I, this one guy I played with tournaments, he was a better golfer than I was. We'd always kind of just wind up being in the same fields. And it, we drove together in one tournament, so we were warming up together. So we had close tee times. He was like, he came over to me, saw me doing going through this whole shtick again. He goes, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't say my dad. <laughs> what it's like, doing? what are you doing? Yeah. It's like you're giving yourself a golf lesson. Yeah. Like you're trying to fix your swing before you go tee off. Yeah. So if you're if you're topping it, you play the top. Yeah. Just do something. <laughs> just, like, just do it, man. Just go and play the shot you came today with. Yeah. And it's it's a painful lesson because nobody likes to see their less than best, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you then there are days where it feels easy to work it both ways or it feels easy to do whatever you want to do. Those are the exceptions. I mean, speaking to David, I asked David, said, of all your wins, how many of those weeks where you just had, you just right on the button, he's like 20%. So you're always managing it's always the good. not best. This made him so good. He just mm-hmm. got it around. And on the bad days, he still got it in the hole. Yep. Didn't try to reinvent the wheel. He just accepted the fact that as a human playing golf, the variables are so changing all the time between the body, the course, mm-hmm. every your mind, everything that you accept those days when you don't have it in the groove and kind of play what you have. And um, that, that's really the best you can do, no matter what your level of game. And then you fall back. Then you rely on all those hours, all those days, all those shots of trying to see this one ball flip. Mm-hmm. And there's comfort in that when your swing is falling apart, mm-hmm. right? Because you've got you now. If you if you spend all that time practicing trying to move it both ways, and your ball is going every direction, what do you fall back on? Yeah, you, you don't. You can't fall back on anything. And I think, you know, the one key takeaway here when you go to the range next time, and obviously, number one, most focus on the most important club in the bag, the driver. Mm-hmm. You have to get the ball in play with the driver and hit it down there far enough to. To score, basically, right? Put a, when you're practicing your driver from now on, pick a shot shape that you want to hit. If you're not able to hit it now, go take a lesson. See if you can get the shot shape you want. Maybe the teacher can match you know, your pivot if it's wrong for your shot shape you're trying right. to get. Put alignment sticks down, and when you're going to practice, make sure you try to hit the same exact shot over and over again because the driver really put the ball on the tee. It really can hit the same shot over and over again. It's, it's the only one where you're teeing off. Where you, you're starting from a flat driving range lie. Flat lie, ball teed weight up. So, so that's something that you really can kind of lock in and and really groove. Is like, okay, let's get the driver thing where I'm at least drawing it every time or hitting a fade every time. You know, and if you overdraw it, okay, well, you're playing for that a little bit and you're still in play. And uh, the goal here, just eliminate that big double cross. But full circle, pick a shot. Try to hit it most of the time, 99% of the time, and make sure your swing pivot and the things you're doing in your swing match what shot you're trying to hit. Yeah, it's and, and to that point, the driver is the one you're going to pay the biggest penalty for if your pivot doesn't match your shot shape. Absolutely. So 
If you don't, if you're not sure if your pivot matches the shot you're trying to hit, and you're just fighting that tee ball, go see somebody that can help you. Take an eye lesson with AMG. Yeah, we'll certainly do it. But you know, make sure that the pivots and your ball flight are on the same page, and then just fall in love with that. Yeah, don't, golfers are notorious. I was this way. I think we all have been at some point. Of okay, this is what I do, but I want to be this other guy. Everybody wants what they don't have. Trust <laughs> exactly me. Right. Everybody's the same. <laughs> I've played a draw, learning the game, playing a draw. Now I want all I want to be is fader. Now. That's why I started being around David. I'll talk. Oh, I got to learn to fade it. <laughs> I've gone back to the draw game. I'm now I'm playing good it's again. Just, yeah, it's just you know, fall in love with who you are and get really good at it, and you'll be amazed at how easy it is to practice one thing rather than trying. I'm you know, having so many flashbacks now. Going to the range, and I was like. All right, this course is mostly left to right, so I'm going to be a left to right player this week. That's and brutal. Then, and then That's brutal. You just wind up getting stuck in no man's land. I wish I knew then what I know now. Oh. You know, it's just I made so many mistakes. Like like you said, show up to the course and all right, I got to fade it off the first tee, and then I'm going to yeah. draw. I can remember doing it, yeah. and trying to do it, and hitting bad shots, OBs, and stuff that was just unnecessary. That that I if I knew now, I would never have done it. I had no business. <laughs> wasn't good enough to do that. I mean, what are you doing? It didn't make any sense either. It's like, what was I really gaming? You know, <laughs> gaming, being pissed off. Yeah, that's very true. Um, but yeah, make sure the pivot matches. Get really good at your tee shot going one direction. There we go. Get that's really a key takeaway. Yeah. We said a lot of stuff. Yeah. Circle back around. Get good at hitting one shot shape off the tee, and your scores are going to come down. Without question, they'll come down. Mm-hmm.